Welcome to TJH, your go-to podcast for all things journeying home to yourself. I'm your host, Hayley Curtis, Jean Keys and Women's Transformation Guide, here to encourage and usher you into remembering who you are by peeling back the veil on all things shadow work, self-love, self-worth, relationships, gene keys, breakthrough, awakening, and so much more. One thing I know to be true about you is that you are utterly magnificent. And here at the Journey Home Podcast, I will be walking hand in hand with you as you discover and remember your magic. Let the voyage begin. Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to the Journey Home Podcast. Oh, today is going to be such a wholesome, awakening, just grounded conversation. I already feel at home and we haven't even started yet. I just... Ah, and I really believe you're going to feel at home in this conversation as well because we have Megan back for the third time running. And guess what? She's going to be back next week too, guys. I mean, Megan's just, she's she's becoming a regular on TJH, right? Megan's here and we're going to be talking about the dream arc today. And as we talk about the dream arc, you will just melt. <laughs> Prepare to melt into this magnificent way that you can transform your life. I'm not going to share too much about it right now because we're going to kick off with Megan sharing about what the dream arc is, but I just wanted to prep you for a brilliant conversation around transformation in a way that you may never have considered it before. You, may, you likely have never considered it before. If you've never heard of the dream arc before, you're in for such a treat. So thank you for being here with me today, Megan. Megan is a more long-term dream arc journeyer than I am. Megan, I wanted to ask you actually how many months. I was thinking around 18-ish months you've been in the dream arc now or maybe just Well, I would say the – I completed one whole round of the dream arc which took 14 months I ended in August mm -hmm. and then I started up again the next month yeah so yeah Close but to I have completed one whole cycle of mm -hmm. the dream arc mm -hmm. and, and yeah amazing so, so I'm I'm so glad to have Megan here to to riff on her experience of fully having done the dream arc because I'm only 11 weeks into my dream arc journey. Well, my official dream arc journey, I have been dabbling in the dream arc for quite some time now, but officially like feet in, I'm all in <laughs> on the dream arc at the moment. Uh, so this conversation is going to be really beautiful between me, who's more fresh and Megan, who has done the entire journey. But you know what? Well, I'm guessing that by now you're thinking, Haley, what the heck is the dream arc? <laughs> so I'm just going to kick it straight off by asking Megan to share with us, Megan, what is the dream arc? Oh, yes. All right. So the dream arc is an offering by the Gene Keys, by Richard Rudd and Rosie Aronson, that is, hmm, 
Oh my gosh, it is a magical adventure with the archetypal energies of animals interacting with our inner challenges and gifts, Mm -hmm. guiding us, protecting us, inspiring us, and connecting us, all within the bosom of the great mother. It's an incredibly yin transmission. It is all about animals, and yet it is actually the Gene Keys teaching in a whole other journey you don't need your chart you don't need any rules in fact if there are rules you are invited to break them (laughs) so it's an online offering by the gene keys and you can purchase it and then you are off on a mm, an adventure truly an adventure that you are in charge of you know, the first time I did it, I told you I did it for 14 months. The first time I did it, I thought, oh my gosh, okay, there's this structure. There's this, this course on, you know, and of course I adore animals. I'm so connected to nature and I, mm-hmm. and I'm very creative. And I thought, oh, this is all for me. But there were all these rules. I thought there were all these rules, right? <laughs> there are these 12 quests to go on. There are all these animals. And, and you know, I don't really feel like it being in the shadow animal. So I'm going to pick a mammal. And so I thought I'll, I, I put on all of these self-constraints mm. uh, while I was on this first journey. And, and yet it absolutely wormed its way into my life and made me let go of all those restraints and, and just took over my life. And uh, with all of these different animals that I journeyed with, I learned so much from a very symbolic, connected, visual for me. Mm-hmm. It's visual for me to see. So for instance, okay, I've, I've just got to go here. Right now, I my uh, newest quest is with the leapers. That is one of the categories of the dream arc is the leapers. And the flying fish is leaping out of the water. And it's leaping from this gravity, from these shadow uh, um, feelings into levity and this beautiful higher vibrational frequency and for me that just that vision of the flying fish is enough to help me move out of addiction because it's really it's actually gene key 24 and um so for me he's sort of now is just leaping in my heart over and over again because Mm -hmm. I am dealing with my own personal addictive patterns right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that answered somewhat what the dream arc is for me. Yeah. Now, um, I'd love to know what the dream arc is for you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for that beautiful mystical explanation you know I love it because you can't really explain the dream arc you can only really experience the dream arc but mm-hmm. you know maybe the way that I'll answer this question Megan is maybe sharing with the listeners how the dream arc works yes right? that would be wonderful. that would be great to sort of start us off on this conversation so 
like Megan said, the DreamArc is connected with the Gene Keys. It is a transmission that sits within the Gene Keys, but also completely separate from the Gene Keys. So while, while you can know the Gene Keys, like Megan and I both do, and then do the DreamArc, you can also know nothing about the Gene Keys and do the DreamArc. And still get just as much out of your dream arc journey. You can do the dream arc journey without ever knowing what your gene key profile is or anything like that, because it actually doesn't work with your gene key profile. When you go to work with the gene keys, you get your profile, you have your golden path, you move through your activation sequence, your Venus sequence, your pearl sequence, and then you can explore different gene keys along the way. And that's quite while the gene keys is not linear in any way, it's very, it is very intuitive. It is very heart led. However, there is still a system to it. And, and you sort of, you go in order the dream arc, you literally throw all of that out the window. Like Megan said, there are no rules. And if you find a rule, you need to break it um, because it is completely intuitively led. And so the way that it works is with the gene keys, you have 64 gene keys with a shadow, a gift, and a city for each, which makes up 192 words. Those 192 words from the gene keys have been created into 192 animals that archetypically represent each of those shadows, the gifts, and the cities. All of the shadows in the gene keys in the dream arc, they are represented by underworld creatures. So you have your ocean animals, well, your non-mammal ocean animals like sharks and different fish and turtles and things like this. But you also have spiders and creepy crawlies and worms. And that's your shadow underworld creatures. Then all of the gifts are represented in the dream arc by the mammal kingdom. And these are called the life keys. And so you have things like the bear and you have the giraffe and the tiger and the mouse and the cat and the dog. And then you have all of the cities from the, the gene keys are the vision keys in the dream arc. And they are represented by the bird kingdom and they represent That's these right higher visions. So you have things like, you know, impeccability in the gene keys is represented by the woodpecker in the dream arc, right? Or unity in the gene keys is represented by the hen in the dream arc. And each of these animals has guidance. So the way in which you choose the animals or the animals choose you, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more as we keep going through this conversation. But when you work with an animal in the dream arc, it has this guidance that's been written by Richard Rudd in a channeled way. Like he says, he doesn't even remember writing them or what they say because he really sat in the energy of that animal and let them bring their guidance when you work with that animal on your dream arc journey, you sort of sit with that guidance first and you sort of make a partnership with that animal and they journey with you for a certain That's amount right. of time. And it there's no rules on that amount of time. They might journey with you for years or months, days, weeks, but they have something to bring you and they have a seed to plant in you that you start to work with in your life. And so this is very similar to the way we work with the gene keys. So say if I'm working with gene key number two, I'll be sitting with that shadow or that gift and I'll be contemplating it and and looking at the text and thinking about it in my life, applying it to my life. But then when you do it with the dream arc, 
instead of thinking about words and instead of thinking about the things that are in the book or the audios, you're just contemplating an animal and its mm-hmm. spirit and what it has mm-hmm. to bring you and its guidance. And it is, it's so, I'm getting goosebumps in my legs right now because it's incredible that when you contemplate the gene keys and you contemplate an animal from the dream arc, they both bring you to the same transformation, the same breakthrough, the same awakening, but through two completely different paths. And really it's the path of the left brain versus the path of the right yes. brain. Right. And, you know, while the gene keys, you can use your right brain a lot. And they are very oh, creative. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they're yeah. very yin, you know. Um, however, you do use a bit more of your left brain in the way that you are reading and researching and trying to understand, right? And the pathways, the pathways, the yes. whole golden path, that's yes. that's linear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very. Whereas with the dream arc, it's it's completely it's all curves. right brain all curves that's <laughs> all why it's called curves. the dream arc everything arc. is yep. arcs everything yep. is fractal nature everything is moving through everything and so the way that it works is that within the 192 animals in the dream arc they are broken down into 12 different categories which are called things like the guardians the laughers the leapers like megan um Megan shared the hunters, the warriors. And as you begin your journey, you begin in the guardians. This is like the only kind of rule, but you can break that anyway. I did. I didn't start in the guardians. No, you didn't. (laughs) Technically, you start in the guardians and a guardian will choose you or you will choose a guardian and they sort of oversee your journey. They they are there for you to rest upon. You also choose a portal creature, which is also there for you to rest upon. And you spend some time with the spider, who is the cosmic dream weaver. But then after that, intuitively, you are led to different voyages. So even though in the online portal, it is set up with 12 different voyages that go in order you do not move through them in order you might if that's how your intuition pulls you but you might get drawn to the hunters and then once you go to the hunters then in in a beautiful way it will help you to have an animal choose you or you choose an animal and then you journey in the hunters for for a certain amount of time then you might move to the laughers next and journey through that and and what ends up happening is you create these deep bonds with animals along the way who come to support you in in journeying through your life and an animal might come to you that you think I don't I don't see why I need that and then the next moment you see exactly why you needed that animal yes and it will journey (laughs) with you and um so that's a bit about yeah how it works and and what it is it's like it's unlike anything else that I have ever seen created in this world as a transformative transmission so often all of the things that offer us transformation are you do it this way and you do this and you do that and you meditate or you write about this and then you journal about that this is where the dream arc is so different and why I love it so much because I feel like it just opens up this pathway of deep awakening and transformation to everyone to yes. everyone, because there's definitely people who will come to the gene keys and all of the language just might be too much. And it just it might be overwhelming. Not, yeah. You know, it can be. And it, it just might not be their modality of um of awakening. Yeah. 
but for for everyone no matter who we are whether you're a child who can't even read yet or if you're no matter who you are whether you're the most intellectual person on the planet or not at all you don't even need to be able to read <laughs> to do the yeah. tree mark to see this transformation it's just completely different and so I'm really looking forward to sort of sharing a bit of our experience today on this podcast episode, Megan, to um, just give people a taste of the dream arc because you might listen to all of this and think, oh my gosh, I need this in my life. Um, and we would just be so excited to usher the way for you and in, in, um, in what can happen within the dream arc. Right. So you ready to dive into this conversation, Megan? Absolutely. Amazing. Well, the way what Megan and I have done, we've both come up with four questions for each other and we don't know each other's questions. We might even have some overlap in our questions that we have for each other, but we'll just roll with it and, and see where it takes us. So Megan, my first question for you is quite broad. Um, and so it might take you like a moment to drop in to really think okay. what the answer would be, but I, I would love to hear how the dream arc has supported you over the last mm -hmm. 16 months that you've been journeying with it what difference has it made in in that yeah in that support because I know you've been through a lot in the time that you've been in the dream arc and what difference yeah. that made for you having that there to support you well the first thing I think of is waves okay mm -hmm. um I am going to be weaving a lot of natural images into this conversation because this whole connection with the dream arc is nature mm. so waves so when i uh started the dream arc some of the categories some of the animals i connected to immediately and they really showed me something about my life and my mm. inner life right and some i didn't at all mm -hmm. but i went through it anyway you know, I still like I didn't really understand the flamingo at all. When I got the flamingo, my mother, who was 89, was in hospice at the time that I got the flamingo. And the flamingo represents uh, universal love. So all I did with the flamingo was sort of think pink, think pink. <laughs> and <laughs> think pink and um, just think of universal love. You know what? What what better thing to give a woman who's dying universal yeah. love? Yeah. And then, though, when she died in January, uh, the day after she died was time to move into the next. It just was clearly time to move into the next um, adventure. And I got, I was given the challenge of the Black Panther. Mm. And I, it, it was one of those challenges. Some of the dream art challenges are very easy. Like the laugher I got, the otter, read some science fiction. It said, mm. you know, have some fun, just play. Mm. Well, the Black Panther said, if you're going to travel with me, you are going to get serious for a whole week and you're going to do deep, deep, deep inner work mm. for as long as it takes, but at least a week. And I thought, holy crap. My mom just died. Am I ready to do this? Mm. I, I didn't know. And I slept on it and I went, hell yes, I'm ready to do it. what, what better time. Mm. 
what better time? Yeah. And I did. I traveled with uh, Black Panther and um, really, I, honestly, today, right now, I can't tell you what happened. Um, but I did. I traveled with the Black Panther in Secret Roads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he is a hunter. Mm. And then, oh, man. Then after that, I came out again, and it was time just after a week. That one was a very short one. Yeah. After a week, I moved into, uh, I, I had felt during this week the arms of the polar bear around me. Mm. And, you know, this, this, some of my meditations would go deep, deep, deep into the earth. And there was a polar bear waiting for me there, this beautiful white bear, mothering bear who just enveloped me with her arms as I was grieving. And um, I thought, gosh, wouldn't it be great if I got the polar bear? And then I thought, well, I can't predict how this is going to happen. But <laughs> serendipitously, guess what happened? I moved into the dreamers and I got the polar bear. Oh and <laughs> um oh my god so i don't know at least six weeks i just traveled with polar bear and all that happened with polar bear she held me yeah that's all wow. that's all she did she didn't teach me anything other than saying you're now a dreamer you're with the dreamers so um so those were very intense yeah. but then other ones were like i said a wave mm. so when i um moved into the dog and um, hmm, I think the dog is a healer. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when I went to my mother's funeral. And all that happened with dog was just this cheerful equanimity, just I'm here for you. And I'm here for everybody at the funeral. And let's just celebrate mom, you know, mm -hmm. so uh, those were the more, that was a little easier one. And then learning patience with elephant was one you were with me on that yeah, one by then I started working with you yeah. yeah um so some I didn't like I didn't like goat and dynamism yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that sorry Lizzie I know he's, <laughs> he's one of your guides and you're loving the goat but uh uh, in truth, the goat reminded me of some of my father. And so mm -hmm. at that time, I had to go through some father stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. but with the goat. And um, yeah, so I'm not sure. Did that answer your, oh, answer your question? Oh, beautifully. <laughs> okay. okay. I am hearing my voice back through your through your audio. Oh, it stopped now. Maybe it's only when I talk a similar time as you. I was hearing my voice oh, back through. Okay. But that's okay. Hopefully we don't disturb our viewers. With that's that. all good. That's so sorry guys. If you hear my voice twice, lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> the minor bird is here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, Megan, I love the way that you described just yeah, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about the dream arc and what I've sort of got so far from listening to Richard and Rosie talk about their journey because at the moment we're doing the dream arc retreat. So Megan and I aren't just doing the dream arc, but we're we're part of a worldwide retreat where we're doing the dream arc with a thousand other people. And every second week we have this beautiful live webinar with Richard Rudd and Rosie Aronson. And one of the biggest things I've taken away from, from their experience, Megan, is the way that their animals have supported them through really 
difficult mm-hmm. times and just to have this archetypal energy, this animal energy to just lean on when you need to lean on something. And I think maybe we don't realize how much we need that until we're actually doing the dream arc, right? Like we can think on, um, you know, I'm fine. And of course you could, you would have gotten through your mum's passing and her funeral and all of these things. You would have got through it. Okay. Yes. However, yeah. having that extra energy there to lean on, you may not have realized how much you actually needed that. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that is just such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I think it's my turn to ask you a question. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So you are absolutely brilliant with the gene keys and you really understand the nuts and bolts of all of the gene keys. And Mm -hmm. I know that uh, Richard and his team have a bunch of different offerings Mm -hmm you know, to give after really understanding the gene mm-hmm. keys. Mm-hmm. What tempted you to do the dream arc? What, you, what brought you to the dream arc? Mm. You. <laughs> <laughs> I was you did. Um, <laughs> I think also I think timing, I think divine timing mm-hmm. brought me to the dream arc and my pearl gene key is the gift of restraint and and the shadow of stress and that shadow of stress wants to do everything and it wants to do it now Mm. and when I was and that's that's sort of been was my life up until the gene keys I would devour something and then move on to the next thing you know digging Mm. all of the holes Mm -hmm. not getting any water Mm -hmm. And when I started my work with the Gene Keys, I really committed to digging this well and I really committed to this work. And so I was, and the Dream Arc only came out like 18 months ago. Right. So when I was still, I would have been in my, possibly in my Venus sequence at that point when it came out. And I remember... I got an email about it and there was a webinar coming up where Richard was going to talk about this dream arc thing. And I was thinking, holy shit, that sounds amazing. Like animals, like I love animals. I've always felt very connected to animals. And I felt that part of me, it was more my mind go, oh, yes, I need to do that. But then my heart just stepped in and said, Haley, remember how deeply committed you are to this journey and how deeply committed you are to the gene keys, there's time. And not feeling like I had to be one of the first to do it, you know, because Mm, that's what my mind would try and do. If I'm one of the first, well, then maybe like I'll be, I don't know, all these ways that my mind likes to think of trying to be of impact. (laughs) Maybe I'll be more important. (laughs) maybe I'll be more important maybe I'll get to meet Richard and Rosie you know like but I was like that's not the reason to do something Haley. what does your heart say what does what is the restraint saying and I just felt like your time will come and I just felt this gentle thing saying you know when the when the time is right the time will come and I did listen to that webinar about the dream mark before it came out and I what I left with after that was oh I'm so excited to do that when the time is right. Yeah. And then you came into my world, Megan, into Ignite Your Life, and you were doing the dream arc at that time. And 
through you, I got to experience the richness of the dream arc. I got to experience just witnessing how it was supporting you and how you were weaving it with the gene keys that I was helping you journey through. And that just got me even more excited. And I was like, ooh, when the time is right, man, I'm going to be there. And then, oh, right, right as I'm talking about this, my dog is having a dream and he's, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear him, but he's like, <laughs> <laughs> And so, yes, I just knew that I was going to do it. And then when the dream arc retreat came up, I was like, that's the one. My heart said a big fat yes. I was ready. I had completed my golden path. I had completed the guides program and I was just ready. I was just so ready. And so um, and because I was so ready, Megan, I think is why my dream arc journey has been so potent in just 11 yes. weeks because I, I was, I was really ready. It was the yeah. time for me. And so, yeah, then it's really interesting. Like, like you said, I, I do have this very, well, you know, a deep understanding of the gene keys. I know there's so much more for me to, to understand, but I have a knack for the gene keys and, and I love them so much. And doing the dream arc has enriched my understanding of the gene keys to an even deeper degree. And I'm, I, oh, I, I'm just obsessed. I mean, we all know this. I'm absolutely <laughs> obsessed. And it's just given me a whole different layer to sort of my groundedness in the gene keys. And yeah. That's how, that's how I found myself here. And here I am and I'm never leaving. Just like I know, I will never be leaving the Gene Keys transmission. I will never be not on my golden path. I will now never not be in the Dream Arc, ever. I believe that I will be journeying with an animal from the from the Dream Arc every year for the rest of my life. Um, and yeah. I know you probably feel the same way, hey? Yeah, as um, Rosie, today I was listening to one of uh, their... Uh, discussions about the gene keys and it's and she said we are living in the program the program is living in me yeah Yeah, so it's I don't think I don't think I'll ever stop no you can't because it, it connects you with this deeper part of your DNA because we have that animalistic nature in our DNA Mm -hmm. and you know, these animals that we're connecting with, we're not connecting with them outside of us. We're connecting with them in, inside of us. Like Correct. the, That's the right. spirit of, say, f- for you, the spirit of the raven that I know that is part of your journey at the moment, it's not outside. It's the spirit mm-hmm. of the raven inside of you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with the gene keys. No matter what gene key you work with, you are activating that part of your DNA. This is the same thing, but through a different lens which Mm -hmm. I absolutely love. I absolutely love. And then the other thing, Megan, that I love so much is, is how much permission. I mean, I already had the permission to work with all the keys before the dream arc. And, and I had Mm -hmm. like, I, I dived into, you know, I dove into addiction 
Genki 24 very early on in my Genki journey, even though it's not in my profile because I was struggling with some addictive behaviors. And so I dove in there and I had such transformation. However, with the dream arc, it sort of allowed me to take ownership over gene keys that aren't in my profile, but become such a deep part of who I am through journeying with that animal, right? That's another aspect. Yeah. That's right. So, so beautiful. Right. My next question for you, Miss Megan. Okay. Um, So in the dream arc, you already described a little bit about how there's different ways that you choose the animals or the animals choose you throughout the dream arc. What's been one of the most exciting or awe-inspiring ways that an animal has chosen you? Hmm. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go back to that first time I went around the sun. (laughs) First time I went around the um, gene keys. I was still in a controlling mode, right? So even though you have the opportunity in each one of these, you have two choices each time you go to um, a new quest. So the first choice is which grouping you're going to be in and then the animal from the grouping, right? Mm -hmm. And so I tried to massage and manipulate their very random ways of picking these animals a little bit because massage I yes massage I'm going to massage this I'm not I'm not going to hit the um uh, the oracle button or if I do hit the oracle button I'm not going to take the animal I don't like (laughs) (laughs) oh look it's a slug yeah no I'm not doing a slug I wouldn't even read the slug right I really stayed away from uh, underworld creatures until I got to the tricksters I didn't mind an underworld creature as a trickster but um so I have (laughs) anyway so when I fit I so and yet at the same time I did have a conversation with my intuition on this because the whole idea of the dream arc is it's an intuitive thing yeah so and it just happened to be in my personal growth at the time I needed a little more control yeah Mm. okay so I did Mm. you know Mm. and so I said okay oh I like that it's a warm furry animal (laughs) you know I wasn't held in the arms of an octopus when my mom died it was a nice polar bear right I mean, she would wrap around you. She would wrap you, but I'd be in the water. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Um, now I'm not even remembering the question. Um, oh, Oh, well, okay. So this intuitive conversation. So a lot of times what I would do and the the dream the dream is very um there's so many different choices of things you can do mm. so you know one of the choices is go ahead read all of the animals in the um dreamers and mm. see which one seems to resonate with you right now yeah. that's you know that's a simple one so i did that a lot mm. and i went back and forth sometimes i'd pick three and then i'd narrow it down to one you know mm. So this time, though, I decided because, you know, I completed all of those quests. So this time I in the Dreamark retreat, um, when it came time to do the uh, choosing of the guardian, 
the guardian actually chose me this time. Mm. And I really allowed it to, even though the quest that this creature is asking of me is intense. Mm. Um, I remember being uh, at a coffee. It was the su- it was still summertime enough. So the end of, you know, end of September, middle of October, whenever it was, it was mm. still sunny enough to be outside. And I, I watched the Guardian uh, video that they had. And he, Richard did a little meditation and took us uh, into meeting all of the Guardians. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe my Guardian would be the swan, this beautiful mm-hmm. white creature from the east. For some reason, it was the bird realm that I was doing. Um, The first time I traveled, I was with the whale. Mm. But this time, um, birds seemed right. And so I thought, oh, it's going to be the swan. Oh, I love the swan. And then all of a sudden, in comes the raven from the north. Mm. And (laughs) outside, at this patio, with my coffee, came a raven. I went, oh, (laughs) Okay, <laughs> it's not gonna be the swan. <laughs> it's gonna be the raven. So yeah, it's um. And then of course I saw ravens everywhere. A raven oh. now. In fact, I just saw a raven today, and I actually identified because it's a little hard. Crow, raven. Mm-hmm. It's a little hard mm-hmm. to tell the difference here, and mm-hmm. we have both. Mm-hmm. So I got out my little um, um bird app app on my phone and I recognized his call and it said yeah. common raven and I said well there's nothing common about this raven no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so traveling with raven is all about looking at all of my shadows yeah. from from okay so birds are vision keys mm. so the raven is giving me the the strength the courage the trust in seeing my shadows from um, an elevated place. Mm. So even though I'm going deep, somehow I'm doing it from an elevated place. Mm. Anyway, it's very difficult to, to explain exactly. The because feeling, it's such right? a felt <laughs> experience. Yeah, it's a very yeah. felt experience experience yeah oh I've loved witnessing you with Raven so far and like even remember the next day after you had chosen you went to that new coffee shop and there was like a huge Raven on the wall and and then the new deck for um for Deborah Blake's new deck was coming out and that you had really wanted and then you were like oh my gosh look at the front cover it was a Raven Raven (laughs) you know and then yep. you've been getting in the Raven energy and you've started re-watching Game of Thrones, which is the that's whole right. Bran. Bran is like the Raven energy and that's right. um, just, I, I love that. I love that. And I, this isn't one of my questions, but I just, I want to kind of beeline a little bit. Sure. How, what are some of the ways that you do get into the energy of the animal who chooses you or you choose? What are some of the things that you have done to, to kind of surround yourself with that energy? So like we've just said, like watching a okay. TV show uh, can help. Right. Watching a TV show. Certainly I have not done this, but other people have watching YouTube videos of mm. an animal. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I get a new animal, I actually buy a, um, uh, something that represents thing. the animal, mm-hmm. right? So when I was traveling with the hare, um, I actually got a stuffed animal of a hare. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
a lot of my figurines though are just small um kids toys yeah. you know like the line well-made kids toys yeah. you know um my raven is a uh, carving mm. um sitting on a branch he's right here next to me mm. um yeah so it, it, i have a for my flamingo i have a little um snow globe with a yeah. flamingo in it because <laughs> flamingo came to me actually in in the winter so it's kind of nice to have this yeah. tropical bird in snow. <laughs> I love I really love how the dream arc brings so much meaning to things you know yeah. I think I said this to you like at the beginning of my dream arc journey where I was like oh my gosh I've always wanted to be that person who had like things sitting mm, on my mantle or little right. things yeah. that meant something to me. And when I was younger and had my first home, I went and I bought stuff to go in this little display cabinet because I thought that it would just make me so happy. And it was just junk at the end of the day. I was like, <laughs> it doesn't mean, yeah, cool. It's pretty to look at, but it doesn't mean anything. And now the dream arc's been like this initiation for me for things to mean something, you know, and I have my little turtle that sits there at my journaling desk. Like that turtle means so much to me already. Yeah. You know, and I can see that as I continue to go through the dream arc, I will have these little things that represent the animals I've journeyed with. And they're not just going to represent that animal. They're going to represent an entire part of me and my journey. Right. And, oh, that's just mm, so delightful and juicy to me and just makes me want to melt into life. You know, it just makes me, it, it helps you to be in your life. <laughs> like you see that animal and it reminds you of what it means to be alive. Yes. And that's an outer representation. I also, yeah. you asked how I connect with these. They are inside my body. So mm -hmm. Raven, actually, I, I wish I could have found a Raven that was on my shoulder because Raven actually comes and sits on my right shoulder and then communicates, even though they're not, it's not talking to me. It communicates through, for some reason, through the, right side of my body mm. and um don't know why it just your right brain it's the intuition no it's creativity or well it... that's true but the right side of the body is is connected to the left so it's almost a balance of the two mm. I, I don't know all I know is that don't need to know is. yeah I don't need to know I love that that's you exactly right well. yeah I don't um and if Raven just communicates like uh, I will ask questions um you, you know I, I'm going through something right now can you help me with this and, mm. and one time Raven said no I can't but I can give you a gene key where you can go yeah and that's where I um found the lion um mm. and which I'm not remembering the gene key for 25 uh, uh, loving yeah, loving, it was 25, loving self-acceptance. Yeah. And it just broke open something amazing for me when, but Raven is the one who took me there. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Megan, I just need to go pee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're going to put this bit in the podcast. I'll take out the gap where I'm gone, but I'll be back in a second. You saw me guzzling okay. my drink down before we started. I'm busting. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'm back. 
<laughs> oh, I was not going to make it. I was like, I just, I need to be present. <laughs> All right. Where okay. I think yeah. it's my turn to ask okay. you a question. Okay. Let's go. All right. So you alluded to this a little bit already that you actually didn't start with a guardian in the dream mm, arc. Yeah. And I am thinking you have told this story on another podcast. Was that the one with Maddie, how this dream came to you about the eel? Yes, but I mean, let's share it again because let's, there's let's no guarantee so people listen to every you would, episode. Okay, so you had already started the um, dream arc journey. Mm-hmm. But we hadn't gotten to picking the guardians yet. Yes. And I, I remember you call, uh, contact me and saying, something just happened. Is this against the rules? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was freaking out. I was like, is this meant to be happening yet? I haven't, I don't have my guardian yet. <laughs> I said, yes, of course it's meant to be happening. There are no rules, remember? So tell us that story. Oh, my gosh. It's just. This is forever just going to be such a special story to me because it was sort of my introduction into the dream arc. And so when we first started the dream arc, um, it was after the first call and I was just so inspired by what Richard and Rosie were sharing about the dream arc. And I decided to dive into all of the first resources through the course. And I, I watched all of the videos about dreams and um, cause you know, we haven't even said this, so it's called the dream. No, we haven't talked about the dreams yet. I know <laughs> it's, it's yes. It's about your dreaming life, but both sleeping and waking dreaming. That's life. right. And it's, you know, it's very connected to like the theta and the alpha and the, the different brainwave states we go into in dreaming, which can be both while we are asleep and when we are awake. But part of the dream arc is starting to forge a, a deeper relationship with, with your dreams with your sleeping dream life. And so I'd been watching all of these videos from Richard and Rosie about dreams and they were really encouraging us to to start keeping a dream journal through the dream arc. And I was thinking, oh, I've, I've tried to keep a dream journal before and like I just, I don't seem to remember my dreams that well or I do and then I forget. And But what they suggested was you don't just wake up in the morning to write down your dreams. When you dream in the night and you wake up, you write it down then. And that's something I'd never done before because, you know, I was like, oh, but I don't want to wake myself up. Like my sleep's important to me. But I thought, okay, all right. If Richard and Rosie tell me to do it, I'm going to do it. (laughs) And so I, I committed that night when I went to bed, had my dream journal. And I said, all right, if I have a dream in the night, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to write it down. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, imagine if I dream of an animal, because up until this point, I'm quite a big dreamer. I do dream a lot, but I rarely dream of animals. Very, very rarely. And so I was thinking, oh, I can't wait for an animal to come to me. This is going to be so exciting. And so I go off to sleep this night and I find myself in a dream. And it was semi-lucid because I was thinking in my dream, oh my gosh, I'm dreaming. <laughs> gonna have to write this down in my dream channel. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just gonna fully explain the whole dream as if people haven't heard the other podcast episodes. So okay. in this dream, I'm on this huge rope swing. And I am really afraid of heights. It's my biggest fear. And 
it's something that I commonly dream of. I'll be up high, like on a really high bridge or bungee jumping, and I'm petrified in the dream. Whereas in this dream, I'm swinging on the biggest rope swing you've ever seen in your bloody life. It's going like 50 stories in the air. And while I'm swinging, I'm thinking to myself, why am I not afraid right now? Uh, I'm going and I'm like, oh my gosh, I should be afraid, but I'm not. And I, like, I was skimming the water as I came down and I was just had my eyes closed and I was going for it. And then it stops and I get off and I'm at this brown murky water creek. And there's people in the water that I don't know who they were, but they're like, you did it, Haley. And I'm like, yes, I did it. I wasn't even scared. This is so amazing. And I just get straight into this brown murky water. And as I get in, I'm like, why am I not afraid? I'm in brown murky water because that's another one of my fears. I will not go into rivers or, or anything where you can't see through it. Yeah. So I'm in the water yeah, going like, oh my gosh, I'm not scared. I'm in here. And so I knew in this dream that it was important. Then next thing I know, something is swimming between my legs and I suddenly go, oh, there's an eel swimming between my legs. And I think to myself, why am I not afraid? Eels. I'm so scared of eels. You know, like even if I see it swimming in a creek, I'm like, ah, get me away. And this eel's going around and it's slimy and I'm like, oh, why am I not afraid? And then my mind goes, Haley, it's an animal. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> It's like, girl, you gotta wake up, write it down, write it down. And animals come to you and it's a freaking eel. What the heck? This must mean something because you would never dream of an eel. This needs to mean something. And so I brought myself out of my dream. I woke myself up. It was about 1 a.m. I grabbed my dream journal and I'm so still half asleep that I'm Groggy. trying to yeah. write. And I'm like, I can't, I couldn't figure out how to write, but I'd sort of opened it up and I tried, couldn't do it. So I got my phone out. And I just quickly typed in a few different things about the dream. I went back to sleep. Ended up having two more dreams that night that I also recorded. It was crazy because I decided, you know, I decided yeah. that I was going to remember. Anyway, I wake up the next morning and I go, I think, did I dream? And I go and I look in my dream journal and I was like, I swear I remember writing in the I flipped through about halfway through on a random page written on the side, looking like <laughs> a two-year-old's writing. It's like, ew. <laughs> and I was like, hang on a second. I wrote it in my phone. I go to my phone. I'd actually like documented the whole dream. And so I go, all right, amazing. I've dreamt of an eel. Let's go to the animal codex, which has all of the, you type in the animal and it brings up its guidance. And I go, okay, let's go. Let's look up the eel. I look it up. Oh, and I was instantly so like freaked out slash disappointed slash like what's going on. <laughs> I read the guidance because mm. the eel is um, a bit different from any of the, not any of the other animals. I mean, I haven't read all 192, but it says, it goes, all right, if I have come to you, you better mm. be bloody ready. <laughs> It yeah, goes, that's if what the I, Black Panther said. Yeah, it's like, if I've come to you, you are not to work with any other animal while you're working with me. This is likely going to be a very long journey. And if you do not mm. feel ready to, to enter on my journey, turn back now. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, why the heck have I dreamt of an eel? I was like, because I was so, and this is, you know, I, I voice memoed you, Megan, because I was like, but I'm so excited. 
to choose an animal and to do all this stuff, but the eel's telling me I'm not allowed to, but I want to. <laughs> and I was feeling very conflicted. And you said, look, just, just sit with it for a bit and see. And I, I drew, um, I drew a couple of cards and the card that I drew pretty much said like an opportunity has come to you. Do not miss it. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. And I wrote about it for a bit. And I was like, okay, yes, I am going to do this. And so the eel is this, it's a journeyer. It's from the journeyers category. And oh, <laughs> it is insane. And the guidance was simply go and look up the life cycle of an eel, the four phases. There's the glass eel, the elver eel, the yellow eel, and the silver eel. Go look it up, acquaint yourself with my life cycle, and then you're going to journey with each of the four phases. You will know when you're done with each phase, and you do not stop until you've gone through all four phases, no matter how oh long it takes gosh. you. And, oh. oh, Megan, it has, working with the eel, just even in the first week of working with the glass eel, the beginning, just brought to the surface a shadow pattern that has been holding me back my entire life, oh. massively holding me back in my business. And it just initiated me on this most incredible journey. And like, it was, it's been intense. And I mean, I'm only, I'm only 11 weeks into this and I'm up to the second phase of the eel, but right. I think I'm going to be with the second phase for, for quite for a, while. a while. I'll know when it's over, but even that first phase, I was waking up in the middle of the night crying in the middle of the oh. night, like with these heavy feelings and like having to really face this. It's this thing yeah. that I hadn't wanted to face that the eel was like, no, you can, but it's been supporting me so beautifully in facing that. And I've oh. really been, when I've been hitting these different moments I've just been saying, okay, Eel, what do you have to share with me about this? What wisdom mm. do you have to share with me about this? And it's just really been um, breaking down these walls that I've had and clearing the way and really humbling me. I feel like mm. the Eel came to humble me and because yeah. I'm a big dreamer. I've got big visions. However, the Eel does represent Genki 41 and it's the shadow of fantasy where you can get so caught up in the dream that you mm. never take the journey to see the dream come to fruition. And that's yeah. what the eel's all about. The silver eel is the, the end dream of an eel. The silver eel is the one that spawns and creates the next generation of eels. And that's really its purpose, right? Mm -hmm. To have their babies and once they do, they die. And so this is the fascinating thing about an eel. And I did not know this about eels before I worked with it in the dream arc. So the, the silver eel, it spawns out in the middle of the ocean in, in the gas, the, the gaso sea, something gaso sea. We're talking about European eels here. And even in New Zealand, they, they spawn like right out in the ocean and they have their larvae there and then they die. And that was their big vision, right? That's where they wanted to get to all along. But then the life cycle from there, the larvae, they float up to the surface. Then they float in the current for 6,000 miles. Oh, my God. Then they turn into glass eels. 
which they didn't even know up until like 90 years ago was even the eel larvae. They thought these were all different Ah. species, but they're the same thing. Turns into a glass eel and the glass eel makes its way further towards the estuaries of the UK and Africa and only one in 500 make it already. So we already see like this huge journey. Then once the glass eel reaches the estuary, it, it grows a little bit and it turns color. It goes a bit darker and it turns into an elver eel. And the elver eel is this very determined creature. So the glass eel sort of floated its way there. Then once it becomes an elver eel, it's so determined and it has to swim up the estuary and it has to, it changes from a sea creature to now partly a freshwater creature. And it has to climb over, it goes over walls, it moves over land to get to the freshwater estuaries. So that's the journey I'm on right now, the journey of determination. Then once it reaches like a little bush further up in the estuary, it lives there as a yellow eel. So it changes color into yellow and it lives as a yellow eel for sometimes up to 20 years where it just hunts there and it's doing its thing, you know. And then one day through its intuition, it just gets called back to the ocean. So after living there for 20 years, it leaves its little home. It swims the whole way back down the estuary, goes back over the land, gets back to the sea, completely changes its entire biology to go from a freshwater to a saltwater creature, turns in, turns color into silver, makes the whole journey 6,000 miles back out to the middle of the ocean, has its babies and dies. Whoa. And the biggest thing, I'm just covered in goosebumps right now, like, and who would have ever thought that the life cycle of an eel could transform a human? But this is the beauty of the dreamer. So instantly, just from that, I saw, oh my gosh, I am wanting to be a silver eel before I've moved through my life cycle. And so for, for the larvae, for the glass eel, if it was trying to be a silver eel straight away, it would have mm-hmm. stayed out in the ocean. And if it stayed out in the ocean, it just would have died. Yeah, that's right. You know, it would have been eaten by another predator. It just And it would have stayed because it's like, no, this is where I'm meant to be. This is where I'm meant to be. This is my big dream. I'm supposed to be here. But right. the life cycle said, no, you have to take this 25-year journey first to become who you're meant to become so that you can live out that dream. And mm. so... Working with the eel is just redefining being a dreamer. For me, it's redefining what it means to be a visionary and redefining how to get my feet on the ground and actually be in the current of my life because that's what the glass eel did. It took me in the current, be in the present. Mm -hmm. You know, the current is like the present moment and just be in that. It told me it's okay to be in your infancy. It's okay to be a glass eel. It's okay to be at the beginning. doesn't mean that you're failing because you're not a silver eel, you're not meant to be a silver eel yet. You have a journey to go through first. And so as that really sunk so deep into me, then I was initiated into the elver eel and I'm in, I'm in my determination era at the moment and um, absolutely loving that. Um, But who knows how long I'm going to be working with eel. And that scares me a little bit. I'm going to be honest. It's still that same feeling of like, (gasps) How long am I going to be? Am I going to be with you for 25 years? <laughs> right. But right. if I am, so what? If that eel came to me in a dream and it's saying, be with me, well, I'm going to be with it. And yeah. 
I I'm learning already that I can trust what it's doing in me and it's yeah it's teaching me patience as well as determination and yeah it's um it's yeah. been wild it's, and just the whole fact that it came to me in a dream it's just I mean yeah. It's like I got initiated into the dream arc, like my first day in the job. And it was like, here you go. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> you wanted an animal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, it's a bit of my eel story. Um, mm. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely bloody amazing. Um, oh, I've got a really good question for you now, Megan. So, Richard and Rosie call the dream arc. The online course that gets you offline, right? Mm. I love that. The online course that gets you offline. So I'd love to know how do you bring the dream arc into your everyday life and how has it helped you get off technology possibly and more into your life? You know, how has it got, how has it been the course that got you offline? Um, hmm. I have to be honest that my life wasn't really a lot mm. online already. Yes. I, I had uh, natural habits anyway. I walk in the forest almost mm. every day. So, and I am retired, so I don't need to be online for work or anything like that. Mm. Um. But I think you're wanting to know more. So hmm. the dream arc has brought me, I have brought the dream arc more into my art, mm -hmm. which is totally offline, right? Yeah. So I will do, uh, I have a whole journal from my 14 months of traveling with the uh, dream arc and it's all, it's an art journal. Mm -hmm. So I have images as well as words. Uh, I actually walk the woodland with my cat. That's uh, an interesting, it is a walk of pauses. Mm. It is not a walk of exercise. Mm. It's not a walk that has any goals in sight. And uh, we explore, you know, what does the woodland look like today? Oh, look, that tree has lost all its leaves now, you know, and yeah. then my cat, like even today I was walking with him and uh, he found a nice sunny place where he lay down and he just started rolling around. And I thought, mm, yeah, nice, mm. nice thing to do in a cold autumn day. Mm. How else has it got me offline? Well, I have all of those um, lovely representations of my adventures that are you know little toys or stuffed animals or beautiful carvings or mm -hmm. that kind of thing I think what is truly they're truly saying is that you leave okay they even uh put it in uh this way I'm trying to see <laughs> This uh, program of the Dream Arc, uh, this is a quote from Rosie. You can luxuriate in the Gene Keys transmission without having to remember a word or a line. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> because yeah. it's so 
it's intuitive. Yeah. You know, I don't have, I don't even have to go online to look up the definition of the raven that Richard wrote. No. I can just feel the raven energy now because it has impregnated itself into my inner being. Mm. And, um, and I talk to it now. I don't go back and refer to it online anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Although Ooh. I have to admit, I am looking forward to a book or the card yeah. deck that are coming yes. out. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Um, I guess the way I could reframe the question, Megan, is how has the dream arc made transformation more accessible for you in your just integrated into your life instead of transformation mm. needing to be when you're reading a book, when you're okay. having a call with me, you know? Well, I am a, a very visual kinesthetic person, which mm. is why, you know, I'm an artist. Okay. So I, so for me, an animal, like I'm looking right now at uh, the picture of the skunk mm. that I have on, on my bulletin board and the skunk is, represents my own um, evolution key. Mm-hmm. And uh, she represents the boundaries of self-assurance. So those are words, but when I see the skunk without having to put any words to it, it's like this peaceful little creature who just walks with its boundaries, just as presenced within itself, because everyone who meets a skunk knows that if you're going to mess with a skunk, you're going to stink. Yeah. You know, (laughs) so there's this, this beautiful little visual almost kinesthetic because I can even feel what it feels like to waddle like that skunk just, <laughs> just looking for its berries and its roots and maybe a little cat food from our porch and you know <laughs> and knowing that it's totally safe because it has such strong boundaries you know yeah. so there's this or like that that I already um, talked about that flying fish I can understand the whole concept about that move from addiction into its gift from just the vision of a flying a fish who's flying here's this underworld creature who is Mm. flying Mm. moving from this gravity to levity and within just that one vision of that flying fish i have a huge concept of that movement Mm. yeah holy shit this is good stuff (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, is it my turn to ask you another question yes yes it is this is okay. fun <laughs> it is it is it's fun so i remember when we were moving into the guardian mm. time and you were just so sure that you were going to have the bull as yes. your guardian because yes. he's one of your gene keys right <laughs> and um hmm and you have a different guardian. How did that come about? Oh, gosh. You know, I'm still a bit salty about not having my bull. <laughs> I don't blame you. I totally get that. And, you know, when I actually did my dream arc ritual where you sort of initiate the whole process and you bring in your guardian, I brought the bull with me. And before I brought in my guardian, I took the picture of the bull and I sort of said, I'm so sorry. And I just wept. Oh, I'm getting like my eyes filling with tears now. Like I just, 
possibly the bull's going to be my kin. That um, could be. You know, um, oh, why am I so emotional about bloody bull? <laughs> this is why I was so sure it was going to be the bull. And I thought that it was going to be the bull because, um, well, I've always been connected to bull energy slightly because I'm a Taurus, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not really that into astrology. So, you know, it's been there, but I've yeah, never yeah. fully resonated with it, but more so, um, it's my evolution life key. The bull represents yeah. um, creative freshness, which is it's one of my prime gifts. But before I even knew that, when I first found the gene keys and that book arrived on my doorstep and I had my big spiritual experience and I committed to it and I spent like I spent like nine months just going on these beautiful walks and contemplating the gene keys. Where was I? On a bull farm. and literally there are videos you know there's actually reels on my instagram of me laying on a picnic blanket next to a creek with bulls just walking around me or like I'm on a walk and like a whole pack of bulls like comes trying to stampede me and I'm like stop you know like I was just so connected with these bulls and they were a huge element of me overcoming fear because I mean it's scary to walk in a pack of bulls um yeah but as you ground yourself in, it's actually not. And and this they're, they're so kind, even though they have tried to run at me, but then they stop. You know, <laughs> like when, when you really tell them to stop, they will. They're about boundaries. They will stop. Um and so yes, I was expecting it to be the bull. And then on top of that, the actual the the transmission, the guidance from the bull, I was like, Yeah, I I want more of that. I want more grounded yeah. creativity. That was actually what I was craving and what I wanted. It was like my it was my intention for my whole dream art journey, but I wanted to give this process due diligence. And so what I did when it came time to pick a guardian, I was like, okay, I know it's going to be the bull, but I'm going to watch all of the animal bites because there's a short mm. video from Richard yep. about each animal. I'm going to watch all 12 animal bites to make sure that it is the bull. And so I watched the bull first and I was like, well, it's going to be the bloody bull. And then I started watching all the other ones, like the whale and the swan and the sheep and the lion. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. Nothing was resonating whatsoever. And I think it was the second last one that I watched and it was the turtle. And I listened to the turtle and I was like, hmm. <laughs> I thought, oh, it might be the bloody turtle. And I have told this mm-hmm. story also on a podcast. But I'm going to tell, yeah, tell it did. again because I feel like some Dreamark people might just search Dreamark and find this podcast. So I need to tell you the okay. full story. And I was like, oh, it's either maybe it's going to be Turtle, but nah, probably not. And I went to go voice memo you straight away to be like, Turtle's showing, showing his face and it might be the turtle, but I needed to pee yet again, as I have today on this <laughs> on this uh, podcast. <laughs> so instead of voice noting you in the toilet, which I do to a lot of people, but I just thought, look, I won't do that to you, Megan. Um, I decided to press play on my audio book instead because <laughs> right? I have my headphones on. I was like, oh, I'll just listen to a chapter of my audio book. I was listening to a psychological thriller about a husband and wife domestic violence relationship I mean it's a bit weird that I like listening to that kind of stuff but I do nothing to do with animals and I go okay well maybe I'll just wait for a sign either bull or turtle and I literally bulls live across the road I can see them through the windows I was like of course it's going to be a bull sign press play and it just goes chapter 49 
Everywhere I looked, all I could see were turtles. Oh, my God. It's like, bitch, are you kidding me right now? And it was an entire chapter about turtles, about the fact that this woman, turtles made her feel like she hated turtles because her sister had this pet turtle and she died. And oh her God. abusive husband was leaving ornaments of turtles around the house just to fuck oh, with geez. her. <laughs> and so it was, ah. it was a five-minute chapter all about turtles. Um, and then I obviously I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I feel like that's a big sign. But then I had a couple more synchronicities with the toucan, which I shared about getting a cocktail and it came in a toucan kid's glass. And I was like, what the heck? But the toucan is the bird for the turtle. The turtle. And then also like I had this thing with the full moon and it's the guardian of the full moon and everything. Like it it literally yeah. drew the turtle out of me. And even like the, the raven did for me. Exactly. Yeah. Even to the point where once I decided it was turtle, I was like, okay, I'll do my ritual on the full moon. And then I was like, oh, I feel like the full moon's like pulling my period out of me. And my wow. period came six days early, which I've never had an early period in my life, came on the full moon when I did my ritual. Oh. Like it oh. was just, oh, it was insane. And so the turtle is my guardian. And I'm still getting to know the turtle. Uh, yeah. Definite because also water and being in the ocean doesn't feel like home for me. Right. And so, re- but that's why the turtles come to me. The bull isn't my guardian because I'm way too comfortable with the bull. Yeah. You know, I'm standing in paddocks with a stampede of 50 bulls being like, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just being yeah. okay. Of course, it wasn't going to be my guardian, maybe my kin. But yeah, the turtle is all about the fear of prosperity. It's an underworld creature, so it's a fear key. And it's really in alignment with my eel energy. Even though you're not meant to work with another animal while you're with eel, you do have a guardian always, though. That's right. So I do have the turtle. The turtle and the eel are really working together in my life at the moment. Yeah. They have a very similar vision. Um, and the turtle has been drawing me into really reflecting on my ideas around prosperity and my ideas around money wounds and which is something that I've never really looked that deeply at in my life. And this was the time I wasn't ready. I'm ready now. And the turtles Mm -hmm. initiated me into that. I'm even doing the pearl sequence um, again, uh, which is the prosperity sequence in the gene keys alongside this because turtle and eel have called me into that and so it's absolutely perfect and yeah and that's how I think that's also how I knew the turtle was for me because it makes me feel uncomfortable Mm. and wherever there is discomfort there is transformation waiting yep and so I was like fine then (laughs) (laughs) fine then I'll take the bloody I've got a turtle and an eel lucky me with my bloody fear keys (laughs) that are in the water just like pulling me into realms unknown turning me into an even more magical version of myself I mean oh (laughs) (laughs) oh so yeah I I'm really getting acquainted. Um, it's even, I want to go swimming in the ocean even more now. It's weird. Hmm. It's so hmm. weird, Megan, what it's doing to me. I've got one more question for you. That's right. I feel like just through this conversation, I've got a million more questions for you, but we'll see where we go after this one. 
I want to know, how have you found working through the DREAMARC, doing that at the Mm. same time as working through your golden path in the Gene Keys with Ignite Your Life and Me? So Megan started Ignite Your Life in March, late February, early March, where we have now journeyed through your whole activation sequence and you just finished your whole Venus as well. Um, and you've right. done that at the same time as being in the dream mark journey. And so for some people, they might be thinking, well, I just have to choose one. It would be too much right. for me to do both at the same time. So I'd just love to hear a bit of insight from you of what that's been like and how maybe what have been some of the difficulties of doing them okay. together and what have been some of the ways that they've complemented each other. Sure. Um First, I was very happy, actually, that I started the DreamArc solo. I wasn't doing anything else but the DreamArc for the first Mm -hmm. eight months of the Mm DreamArc. And that allowed me to get a rhythm going Mm -hmm. with the DreamArc itself and to start understanding that um, topography, you know. Then I started, uh, well, my mom died. I went through all of that. And then I started with you and I thought, wow, is this going to be too much? And I knew I had to keep working with you. Yeah. It just was non-negotiable. But then the thing about the dream arc is it can um, just work with you on a very subconscious way. Like in truth with the dog, um, I don't remember really doing anything with the dog other than being with the dog, Mm. you know? Um, just that energy of, of beautiful tenderness just Mm -hmm. enveloped me for the six weeks I was, or eight weeks or however long I was with dog. Um, so it worked like for that one, it worked beautifully just holding me while we were going through whatever, whichever gene key we were in at that moment. Mm -hmm. Then something, when I got to the goat, I remember that brought up my dad's stuff. And so we were able to actually work with that, with whichever key I was in for that one. Right. Yeah. And patience and the elephant. So they sort of worked in tandem Mm -hmm. sometimes. And sometimes it was just an unconscious, beautiful, just, just mood that was created. Mm -hmm. Um, And now, though, what I have found in this second round as I'm going through the dream arc, everything is so woven together and it's almost like it's one whole um, being isn't the word um, map of of interconnectedness. Mm. So uh, even in my journey with you, I will. Like when I was in my core wound of 22, I'm not sure I did anything directly on 22 other than the word of the shadow, which was dishonoring myself, Mm. right? Mm. Instead, I brought in the lion energy, you know, Mm. that 25, that's loving self-acceptance. And then I am now, and then I brought in a a different gene key. So that one helped in the hologenetic energy. experience that I was going through yeah and then there's just always Raven right here in the background and because Raven to me is so kinesthetic even an inner kinesthetic I don't know if 
I have inner kinesthetic feelings. It's almost like this, just this little guide saying, oh, I think you need to look at that shadow and, mm -hmm. you know, and it's okay to look at that shadow. It's safe. We can go into that graveyard if you want to, because I'm with you. Yeah. You know, because you think of the raven as, you know, picking the bones of dead yeah. people yeah. a lot of times, right? <laughs> and um, yet I can look at those all now without fear yeah. um, because raven's with me. And so it, it's all very um, interconnected at this point mm. now. They mm. are two different programs. It's all <laughs> it's all the gene keys for me. Yes. And like, yeah. And my experience of, of guiding you in your jinkies while you've been in the dream arc is I've really seen the dream arc as being like the backdrop mm -hmm. to your jinkies journey. And that's really what Richard and Rosie say, like it, it's in the background of your life. It's, it's the program that sits in the background of your life. It's, yeah. it's not something that you sit down and, and you are reading something new and watching new videos every day to like, you're no. learning it's it does it paints this tapestry that you're then walking your life upon and I really saw the dream arc and I still see the dream arc as the tapestry that's painted on the background that you are walking you're treading your golden path along mm, and yeah okay yeah I I've loved watching that you know I really oh. loved watching that and um was very inspiring for me to see the way that you wove that together and you showed me the simplicity of working with multiple things at once and where you just didn't allow it to overcomplicate itself you know that's jinky 23 yeah. the shadow of complexity the gift of simplicity you were like okay is this going to be too complicated well no it's not because i i say it's not going to be you know i choose it to be simple and so it was and it's been so yeah. beautiful right yeah mm. yeah <laughs> you're just having a moment of just loving on yourself there that lion i know right oh, right right aren't I <laughs> okay so you've kind of i have actually two more questions but i'm not not asking both of them one of them you've actually already answered how have you felt yourself changed through the dream arc and you've answered that and everything you've said pretty much but so i have a different one i'd rather ask you so um, I understand that now that you've had an experience with a dream arc, you get an intuition with your clients, which program might be best for them for their inner work, the gene keys or the dream arc. Tell yeah, me more about that. For sure. I, I, I see things in shapes. Um. It's just the way that I see everything. I see people in shapes. I see experiences in shapes and I can see what shape fits what shape, <laughs> you know, like if someone's a circle, I ain't going to be shoving them into a square shape. And so like for me, the gene keys is, is one shape and the dream marks another shape. And so now I'm seeing where people are a better fit um, and people can be a fit for both. You know, it's not like yeah, you, Megan, yeah. you're absolutely a fit for both, but I definitely it's broadened my awareness of yeah what what people most need at the moment mm -hmm. um okay. and even your first question that you didn't ask of how I've changed I think fits into this as well because I I have really shifted in the dream arc because I was always much more in the logical like mm. 
I've got um, gene keys that are a lot more in the logic, you know, very logical in the mind kind of gene keys, like 17 and 63 and like opinion and doubt and understanding and all of these things um, that the dream arc was such a perfect fit for me at this time because I needed to bring in more of that intuitive side. I needed to bring in more of the right brain, more of the mystical, more of the magical. Um, I had gone so deep into the logical, but not quite logical, you know, because the Gene Keys is definitely not logical. No. But I can get bogged too down in the logic of the gene sure. keys. And so I needed that to balance me back out. So I saw how my shapes sort of shifted to need that. But the way in which I see it now, like different people that I talk to about the gene keys, you can just tell, <laughs> you can tell someone's readiness for the gene. Cause I definitely believe the gene keys sort of, they call you and they mm-hmm. find you instead of you finding it. And when I do have a conversation about the gene keys with someone, I can see the shape just not fitting sometimes. Where okay. not that it goes over their head in a way of they don't no. understand, not, not like that, but it's just not quite lining up at that point in time. Or sometimes someone will come to the Gene Keys and they'll they'll try because they really want to understand, and then I'll just be like, Haley, I just it's just not landing for me. Perfect example of this is my best friend. I know she won't mind me saying this, Julie. She has worked with me on her Gene Keys before and did have some beautiful transformation, but at the end of the day, some of it just was really difficult for her to grasp. English is a second language for her as well. And so me using some of these really big words like yeah, fluorescence and, you know, her, her charts. Incandescence. Like, yeah. yeah, all of this sort of stuff. It, as much as she could totally feel how it connected to her and she's like, this is absolutely me, she found it difficult to work with the materials. Because it was too, yeah, just too much. Whereas the dream arc for her, Mm. I just see it being like chef's kiss where she could look at the animal and just be completely awakened from the inside out in a way that the gene keys may not have been able to do that for her just because of different barriers for each of us and the different way that we work, you know. I am quite academic. I am mm-hmm. I up until I didn't in the past, but I love poetry. I love romance. I love, you know, all of these ways that Richard really describes the gene keys. Oh, perfect fit for me. It's like perfection. You know, if it was some really weird shape, I am that weird shape that fits straight in, just slot together so beautifully, right? And for other people. I just see that it's not quite the right shape now. So I went through the gene keys that led me to the dream arc. Some people might go through the dream arc. It will lead them to the gene keys. I believe the gene keys are for everyone and that they will change everyone's life, no matter who you are. But the dream arc just might be a better fit. Maybe I also see the dream arc being a better fit for maybe people who are going through a really hard time, a really hard time. Like how you were going through the yeah. loss of your mother. That's right. Diving into reading the Gene Keys book and really sitting with these shadows and the words could have just been too much at a time like that. But just right. to be wrapped in the arms of a polar bear. Yeah. Or an octopus. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That vision of you being wrapped <laughs> in an octopus. As you <laughs> no, grieve, I don't want to like... work with the octopus. 
I'm just going to forever. I'm going to have to look it up for God's sake. Oh my okay. <laughs> Can you look it up now while I'm still talking? So I will. We know what the you keep talking. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely see there's different seasons in life. Number two. Number two is the what? octopus. It's mine. No, that's a unifier. Yeah. It's entropy. No, no. Dislocation. The fear of being lost. The fear of, the being, fear of being lost. lost. It'll, it'll suck you onto its tentacles and take you back to the surface. Right? <laughs> oh, actually, can I just leap in here right now yes, and talk please. about the fear key? Yes. One thing I absolutely found to be mm. the hugest gift of yes. the dream arc I know is that the underworld creatures make the shadows. Yeah. Make the shadows approachable. Make the shadows have hope in them. Yeah. You read your shadows in that big book, yeah. and some of them are just horrible. Dominance, you know, that's just dominance. Corruption, these, these huge shadows that our world is going through and um, that you have within you. And then you read about the shadow of the octopus and it will give you hope or the flying fish it yeah. gives addiction i mean my god if anyone who know, has known anyone who's been addicted they know how horrible addiction can be yeah and yet the fear key of the flying fish gives so it gentle. hope there yeah. is it's a gentle way of approaching these shadows yeah. and it gives you a gift of how to get out of it and um, that ha was is the hugest difference between the dream arc and the um, totally. gene keys for me. Totally. Yeah. And I think that that's where it is such a fit for when we are going through a hard time because in the gene keys, it's the same thing, right? There is such hope, but you need to understand the gift at yeah. the same time as understanding the shadow to see that hope. Whereas in the dream arc, you won't even it's know what the gift the is. Yeah. You know, yeah, you it is the yep. hope of the city is written into the animal, you know? So yeah. like the turtle is all about this shadow of compromise, but all its guidance is, is you were destined for greatness. You were destined yeah. for prosperity, but it's the fear key. It's the shadow. And so it really does soften yeah. the shadows. And so for someone that's really needing a softer entry, yeah, I think the dream arc, you know, I think I was so ready to dive headfirst into the gene keys because I had been journeying deeply into myself for seven years already. Exactly. And so I came to the gene keys and I was like, yeah, like I already, like, it was just like a book written from the imprints of my soul already. I already knew all this stuff. I'd yeah. already been into the depths of these shadows. So it wasn't, it was confronting still, but not too confronting. Whereas for, for some of us, that might be the case. And so the dream art could be a better fit. But then again, you might be fresh off the blocks in inner work and the gene key is a bloody perfection. You know, we're all just so different. We are. And I love that it just opens that up for us. You know, someone that's more creative might like the gene key. I'm sorry, someone who's more on the creative side might love the dream arc because it feels comfortable. But then someone who's more logical the dream arc is perfect because it's going to get you out of your mind. Out of the logic. That's right. And so you both have it being a fit because it's already who you are or it's the perfect fit because it's more of, more of what you need. 
And that actually is exactly what happened to me. Mm. I had already been working on my uh, understanding of my intuition with my artwork over mm. the last, you know, six or seven years. Um, but the dream arc developed that intuition and that feminine side and that trusting in the universe. Yeah. So much more, you yeah. know, that, that after, you know, the 14, 15 months now I can just say, yeah, of course I'm going to trust to the Oracle mm. and let it, <laughs> let it pick my next animal. Yeah. And I got an underworld creature and I'm totally okay with it. Yeah. I'm just trusting my intuition and trusting the, the feminine and the fluidity and the flow mm. and life itself. I love yeah. that. And I think that Richard and Rosie have really helped us to do that through the Dream Arc Retreat as well, as I well agree. as our own journeys helping us to do that. But they've just given us the biggest permission slip. Yes. To just follow those tugs to just follow what's coming up you know and um one thing that we haven't mentioned yet about the dream arc as well Megan is how yes you will work with animals and you're actually journeying with them but then just in your day-to-day life you will have animals come and visit you whether it be in your dream life or in your waking life that then yep. draws you back into the dream arc transmission to be like, oh, what did that come to share with me? You know, like, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's come to work with you, but it's just come to be like, hey, I just want to tell you yeah. this. And, you yeah. know, that's an experience I had with those nights where I, when I woke up and I was crying in the night and I was just, I was feeling this heavy shadow coming up, this wound. And I just said to myself, Haley, just let it in deeper than you ever have before let it in deeper than you ever have before. And as I did, this uh, um, this owl started hooting out my window right at that moment where I decided I'd, I'd let it in. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's an owl. I feel like this is important. And so I went to the Dream Arc Animal Codex. I looked up the owl and it just had the perfect thing to, t- to tell me at that mm. moment. Yeah. And then like a month later, I went and I sat on the toilet. So much of me peeing. (laughs) (laughs) I went and sit on the toilet and it it wasn't even that late at night. Usually the owls here, um, we get more pork owls and they make this sound like more pork, more pork. And (laughs) you don't usually hear them until like past 10, 11 o'clock. And I think I was was sitting on the dunny at about, I don't know, 7.30. So it was early for a more pork. I had that suddenly that shadow came back into my field. I felt my spirit just get crushed underneath it. And I was like, felt like I couldn't breathe for a second. And as soon as that feeling dropped in, more poor, more poor. At the exact moment. And it was just, this is the beautiful thing about the dream art that it's awakened in me. I'm like, wow. I don't think that that synchronicity started because I did the dream arc. I think I'm just hearing it now because I've yeah. done the dream arc. You're noticing I, it. Yeah. You know, whether I did the dream arc or not, that owl would have been there to love on me, but I just didn't know because I wasn't bringing my field of awareness there, you know, or when yeah. I'm out in the yard and like that one time before I even started the dream arc and I was sharing something with you about something that was important and I, I suddenly went, ah, there's a bee in my face. Why is the bee in oh, my well, face? That's right. And then you looked it up and it was spot on guidance for the exact thing I was sharing 
um, you know, and it wasn't bee season, but this bee was just like all up in my grill. So, you know, this isn't on my list of questions, but I really want to know what are some of the animals that, because you definitely live in a place in the world where you get a lot of animal visitations. You've already shared the skunk with Mm -hmm. us. I know the deer Mm -hmm. has been another one. What have been Mm -hmm. some of those moments where an animal just shows up? Well, right now, as we've been talking this whole time, we I have a beautiful flock of um, nuthatches, pygmy nuthatches, who have been mm. eating and drinking at my bird feeder. And so they are actually part of my own constellation, a vision mm. of worldly compassion. Mm. And really, we are today just speaking of a very compassionate transmission that has come through Richard that can hold this whole world oh. this beautiful compassion right oh my gosh I'm through, melting. through our connection with these these creatures and then for some reason this pair of uh scrub jays have been here in um my woodland now for about three months and they don't usually stick around that long usually they're just transitional mm. But they are the vision of decisive honor. And Mm. my core wound is all about dishonoring myself. Yeah. So they're just a reminder Mm. to keep honoring my own self and my own process, you know. And so every time, and they're warriors. And I love also just looking at, okay, what is their category? A warrior. Mm. I can call on the warrior energy to honor myself. Yeah, you know, yeah. So those are just a couple of examples. Yeah, you know, it just hit me so hard in the heart when you said that Richard's created this transmission that can literally hold the whole world. Yeah, and that's so true. I think, and we know you and I know Megan that the reason why our world is in such turmoil is because of a lack of inward connection. A lack of self-love and a a lack of connection to Gaia, to the earth, to the interconnectedness of all things, a lack of honour and respect for our animals. You know, since I started the dream arc, I've not killed a spider. (laughs) Since I started the dream arc. Even the other morning when Bevan was away for the weekend and so I was alone in bed, I was laying there waking up and suddenly I was like, what the heck, a spider dropped down from the roof and landed on his pillow. And usually my my knee-jerk reaction would have been to and slap it with something and kill it. But instead my reaction, without thinking about it, was I picked up the pillow and I put it on the ground so the spider could run off. And just that alone has changed my life. Yeah, That compassion that I have created for my outward connections has brings such a deeper compassion for my inward connection. And yeah. as I move around the garden now, as I play with the dogs, you know, they often, Steve will miss the ball and it will go deep into a bush. And I used to be so scared to put my hand in there because, like, what's going to bite me? I mean, I did grow up in Australia where you don't go sticking your hand yeah, in bushes. Yeah, that. <laughs> you know, but in New Zealand you can. There's nothing that's going to kill you in the bush. Um, but still I was scared, whereas now I have no fear putting my hand into the bush to get the ball because of the dream arc, Mm. because of the deep connection that I've realized has always been there between me and every creature on this planet. 
between me and every blade of grass on this planet. And this isn't in like a woo-woo way, like we're suddenly, you know, dancing around the campfire and praying to Gaia, like you can if you want to, but it's not about that. Exactly. It's just about this humbling connection of realizing that I'm part of the spider and the spider is part of me. And as I honor the spider, the spider honors me in return. This isn't about being an idiot and going and picking up a fucking cobra and dying like it's that's part of the respect though right like if you were to truly respect and feel interconnected with that snake you give it its boundaries like you said about the skunk you give it its boundaries but you you stop to connect and that is what has forever shifted in me through the dream arc and I know is just going to open me up deeper and deeper and deeper to this as my life goes on I'm just like whoa I am more at home than I have ever been, Hmm. ever. Not just home within me because I'd found my home within me and I feel like the gene keys will find your home within you. The dream arc helps you to find your home within the earth. Yeah. Like I'm home environmentally as well, not just in me but around me and that's changed everything and it will continue to change everything and um, it's made me a better person mm. and I think it will continue to make me a better person. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, Megan, just to finish us off, what would you say to someone who is thinking about beginning their dream arc journey? Um, <laughs> uh, other than jumping up and down and cheerleading and saying, yes, Go for it, go for it, go for it. I would say, you know, go follow the link that we're, I'm sure we're going to have in the show notes. And does it speak to you? Does it speak to you? And if it does, hell yeah. Yeah. Do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Megan, we're going to be putting Megan's affiliate link in the, in the notes here. So when, if you found if you're feeling inspired from this conversation, I want Megan to be honored in your purchase of the dream arc from this conversation. And I want to honor you, Megan, for bringing me to the dream arc. And so usually like I have my affiliate links that connect to the gene keys, but we're going to use Megan's today. So please, if you are interested in the dream arc, use the link in these show notes instead of just going on to genekeys.com so that um, the price is the same either way you do it, but Megan gets honored in the process. And I just want to honor you, Megan, for bringing the gene key, not the gene keys, the dream arc (laughs) into my life, inspiring me with the dream arc, and also for bringing Megan's messages from Gaia into the journey home, which is where Megan is a guide inside the Journey Home membership and she shares these incredible videos each week about her transformative journey, but she weaves the dream arc in, she weaves the animals in. She's so yes. vulnerable and and lets us behind the curtain of what it means to be a woman walking the transformative path. And mm. so, yeah, I would just really greatly appreciate anyone that uses that link if you're if you're wanting to sign up to the dream arc. Oh, thank you so much, Haley. (laughs) I feel like just for a bit of fun for the listeners, I think that we'll finish. I'm going to bring up the Dream Arc Oracle. 
And oh, fun. How about we just click it and okay. we'll see the animal that comes up and I'll read the guidance for the listeners as this is, I'm going to hold in my heart for all of the listeners a guidance collectively for everyone. Oh, who's wonderful. Listening. And you can take that guidance and, and see what, where it wants to take you. So that, that's so fun. Oh, I bloody love the Oracle. Okay, let me find where am I going? Okay, go to my courses. Just give me a moment while I set myself up. This is a was not planned. <laughs> Can't help myself though. <laughs> you know, oracles and things like that, Megan, like two years ago, I would have just been like, no, no thanks. You know, like Oracle cards, mm. any kind of like if I'm clicking a button on the computer to tell me something that I need to look into, I'd be like, why would I do that? And that's my logical mm -hmm. mind. That's the logical mind. Tapping me, saying, no, I need to know in order for it to be Ooh. potent. Hell no. And you go let's to go the three mark Mystery. Oracle. Do you remember mystery. before I click this button, let's just go back to another story that I shared with you, Megan where I was feeling really heavy and some energy about. So I can't even remember what it was about now. I was wanting guidance on something. And I was like, ah, yeah. oh, like I just can't seem to move this energy. I, I, I need help. And you said, how about you go to the Dreamark Oracle? Click the oh. Dreamark. Do you remember what it was about? I can't remember what I, I was don't. struggling with. It was something. And so Megan said, go to the Dreamark Oracle, click it, and, and then follow that guidance. And I didn't because I procrastinated for the rest of that day because I was in just such a <laughs> I was in such a shadow state. But the next morning when I got up, I was like, right, I'm gonna follow Megan's advice. I'm gonna go to the Oracle. And then I thought to myself, Haley, why are you going to the Oracle? You have two animals, you have the eel and you've got the turtle oh, who are journeying yes. with you. Why are you not just going to them? And as I clicked as I went to click, I felt my mind say, well, you're only going to get the eel or the turtle anyway when you click it. So see, there's 192 animals. I clicked the bloody oracle and the eel came up and I was like, That's you're, right. you're bloody kidding me. <laughs> so, you know, the oracle will even tell you, stop coming to the oracle. Stop coming to the oracle. <laughs> you have all the tools you need. Yeah. Right? <laughs> all right, let's go. I'm going to click the oracle. What are we going to get? Oh, we got the parrot. Oh, we got the parrot. Okay, I'm going to read you the guidance. So the parrot is a laugher from the laughers I was category. hoping for a laugher. <laughs> <laughs> it's related to Gene Key 42. It's related to the city, which is celebration. It's the vision of jubilant celebration. Vision of jubilant celebration. Oh, oh what a way to finish off. Oh, oh it's beautiful. It? So we've got three short paragraphs here that I'll read to the listeners. So it says, I am the parrot. I bring laughter into your life. I bring joy. What brings you the greatest joy? Consider this carefully and then make the necessary changes to ensure more joy can be felt. I also come into your life at the oddest moments. My timing sometimes seems off, but I assure you it is not. It is during the most difficult times, the most challenging moments that we must remember to celebrate. Act with dignity and honor. Instead of giving in to the descending energy of suffering, turn it around inside yourself. Turn around 100%. 
You may believe with your mind that this isn't possible, but I come to remind you of the always possible. The greatest human moments come at times of intensity. Use the intensity to propel you into the pivot. Do not ask, how will I achieve this? Step beyond how and into the transformation itself. Allow yourself to be lifted. Allow yourself to see with an entirely new vision. Death should be celebrated. Death is not Mm. black. Death is a rainbow. Death is the return to the remembering. Sing. I implore you to sing. Celebration is an inward revelation as much as an outward expression. First, you must feel it welling up from the depths. Then you may follow it out into the world. Then you can abandon yourself to its grace. If I have come to you now, then your sufferings are finally coming to an end. I am an ender. I come to bring closure and to spark deep gratitude in your soul for the journey or the life that has been. Open your heart then and sing out your joy and your love. For when the old passes away, it should pass away to the sound of laughter and jubilation. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, 42 has been coming up so much lately so much it came up on a jinkies guides call where they pressed the oracle and it was 42 and we did a discussion around celebration it was on a podcast i listened to richard talking the other day and he spoke a little bit about 42 and the parrot and i've had many clients with 42 lately there's someone in Destined with 42 at the moment. I feel very connected to 42. I was meant to have a podcast this morning that got cancelled because she was sick and her life's work is 42. Like 42? 42. <laughs> and then it made me think about how we were laughing about the octopus wrapping you at the loss of yes. your mother. That That is the energy Parrot speaks of. Yes, it's oh. loss. And even me, this weekend just passed. Three days ago was the nine month. Nine month. Where'd that come from? 12 year anniversary of my dad passing away. And it was a day of celebration for me. Mm. And that was that 42 energy. Yeah. And I feel like today, as we've discussed the dream art carrying us through heavy things, we have laughed and we always will. I I feel like it's a real description of the containers that I hold is um, laughter amongst the suffering. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's that, that little parrot. You have the raven sitting on your shoulder. Maybe the parrot can come and sit on mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be lovely. Oh, what a beautiful mm. way to end. And so you got listeners, you got to see a little insight on that's that was the guidance. So if you came into the laughers and, and the parrot chose you, that guidance, then intuitively you just follow that for as long as it mm-hmm. feels like you'd need to. And that will that's take right. you into these different wherever I don't even know no one knows only only you when you get there (laughs) oh well thank you so much Megan and I just want to finish by saying the biggest I just couldn't even come up with the word of gratitude and appreciation to Richard Rudd and Rosie Aronson and then all of the other people involved in the dream arc Elijah Parker everyone you know there's so many people Selly Middleton 
so many of these incredible, oh, incredible people yes. from Gene Keys HQ that have brought this into the world. It is, it can hold us all. And I'm so grateful. And just to be a part of this as a journeyer, it just feels so yeah. special. So thank you so much. And thank you everyone for tuning in and let us know. How are you feeling about this? Reach out to us. Send Megan a message. Send me a message on, on Instagram or if you're in the journey home, come chat to us in there. Uh, we would love to talk to you more about this. And yeah, yeah. so long, everyone. We love you. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> That's your kin, the cat. That's saying my kin goodbye. animal, the cat. Meow. <laughs> Oh, bye everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is such an honor to bring my heart directly to your ears. The TJH podcast is in her early days. So if you could take a quick moment to leave a rating on Spotify or write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be extremely grateful. And if you enjoyed the episode, I encourage you to share it with a friend to help spread the Journey Home message far and wide across the globe. I deeply appreciate you and I will chat to you again very soon.